Welcome to checking out the competition, Colorado Avalanche, with my computer making dinging noises. I don't know if everybody heard that, but it did it. <laughs> anyway, I am joined by Nathan Rudolph of DNVR Sports. Um, Nathan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Um, tell the people where they can find you, because you told me and I forgot already. Yeah, so I work for DNVR. You can find us at thednvr.com, or if you're looking for me specifically, I run their YouTube, DNVR Avalanche, reviewing all of the Avs games and news. Excellent. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk to you about, um, obviously, the Avalanche have been rolling, um, but have recently been bit a little bit by the injury bug. You guys are without Kale McCarr, Nazem Kadri, um, Philip Grubauer. How are things going? I know it's only been a few days since these guys went down, but um, how are things looking so far for the Avs? Well, even with all of those injuries, it's better than it has been. It does sound like Kadri is pretty much good to go. He might be in the game against the Flyers. Not 100%, but wouldn't be surprised if he is. But this has kind of been the story of the entire Avs season. From the beginning of November onward, they've just been dropping like flies. They missed Rantanen for 10 games. They missed Landeskog for even longer than that. They've gotten both of them back at least, but... It's just been one after another. The Avs currently only have four players that have played in all of their games this season. And even a few of them, like Don Skoy, have been playing through some injuries. So the injury bug has been very, very real, but this team has persevered. And they've really shown off the depth they've acquired this year in being able to continue to win. One And another thing that I want to talk about, like, right off the bat, because I did not have any idea that this was a thing, but apparently the Avalanche are kind of leading the pack in the Taylor Hall trade rumors. Do you want to see that happen? Yes, uh, I do. <laughs> it's personally. hard to say no to that, right? Yeah. I, right. I, it's very split in the Avalanche fan base. A lot of people are very concerned about the price there. and That's warranted. Hall is not going to be cheap, but... The Avs essentially have, when healthy, five very, very solid top six players and a sixth spot on the wing that is a little bit questionable. Players like Donskoy have done a great job filling in on that role, but is that a cup-winning roster? I can't give that a yes. With Taylor Hall, it's hard to say that it's not. Yeah, that's true, and it's kind of one of those things— Um I was talking with uh, Micah McCurdy about the Avs a little bit before we started recording this. And we were talking about how it's kind of like the Avs are a younger team, but they're not they're I don't think they're poised to be cup favorites for years only because in addition to being super good this season, they're also getting super lucky, which when that combination hits, you kind of have to go for it. So it might be like, if they continue to be lucky and they continue to be good and if they trade a bunch of futures for Taylor Hall, you know, it could be the year that they really get all the way there, which kind of makes it worth it. I mean, yeah, if if they win the cup, obviously it's worth it. But 
the conversation you have there is what is the plan with Hall? Are you buying Hall strictly as a rental to go all in this year, or are you trying to get an extension out of that and make him part of the future cup window? Mm-hmm. And there's arguments for both sides. Personally, I think even with the futures the Avs might give up, they should attempt to create this window. Nathan McKinnon has four years left on his contract. That's the Avs Cup window to try and win this thing. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon is so good. It's very annoying to me personally. But so <laughs> I, I think you were kind of, I mean, obviously you were expecting the top line for the Avs, which was outstanding last season to be outstanding again this season. And it has been. Um, what has been the biggest surprise for you so far this season? Um, Andre Burkowski, by a long shot. He was brought in to be in the top six, to be that player that he didn't have the opportunity to be in Washington. And good things were expected of him, but we are 30 games into the season and he's already reached his goal total of any previous season. He has excelled beyond what we expected, as you can probably hear my dog whining in the background. But but yeah, Burkowski has been the exact piece the Avs needed him to be above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Colorado just just ended um, a win streak with a loss to the Calgary Flames in overtime. Um, Was there any really main driver to that win streak um, or was it kind of just like what's been generally going well for the team so far? Well, uh, you kind of already mentioned it in the fact that Nathan McKinnon is just obscenely (laughs) good at this game and the step he's taken this year, as opposed to previous years is the ability to raise the level of his teammates. He's always been fantastic as an individual player able to create for himself and be effective but he is taking players like a Jonas Donskoy, like an Andre Burakovsky, and raising them to a first-line level now. And that's how this team is getting the job done. So I mentioned that the Avs have been getting lucky. Um, I know their shooting percentage is super high, something like 11-ish percent. I looked it up before we started, but I forget. But it's pretty high. Um, Do you worry at some point that they're going to regress a little bit to like true talent level, which is admittedly quite high. But do you worry that if the lucky part of the lucky and good that this team is kind of doing this season, do you worry if the lucky runs out that they'll kind of fall off a little bit? Um, Honestly, not really. The mm-hmm. shooting percentage may come down a little bit, but again, this team has struggled to be healthy. So I think there is a bit of a balancing of the scales there. And in the few games we've seen of the Avs healthy this year, they are capable of imposing their style of play on the vast majority of teams in the NHL and dominating puck possession. So, yes, they may not be scoring four goals on 18 shots, but they're also fully capable of putting up 40-plus shots in a game to just force the action and eventually find a way to put the puck in the net. So... They may not be topping the Central Division if their luck runs out a little bit, but I still think they're easily the second best team in the Central. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I noticed that Kadri and Makar are listed as day-to-day. Is there any chance we see them in in this game? 
Uh, no chance you'll see McCarr. No. Okay. He practiced today in a no-contact sweater, so he won't be mm. playing, which you guys are missing out. Let me tell you, that kid is special. Yeah, he's been pretty great, huh? Yeah, I'm, everyone knew he was good, but for him to come into the league and be like this immediately is it's something incredible. There is very likely the college wall coming to hit him, but even then, even with this injury that since it is just day to day, it's going to be really hard to give the caller to anyone else. Mm. Kadri, I I expect will play. He fully practiced, so he should be available. The Avs may hold him out just to be safe, as they've done with a lot of players so far this year. And then the other one is Grubauer, who could go either way as well. He practiced, so if they feel comfortable with him, they'll play him. So we've talked a lot about all of the good things happening with the yep. Colorado Avalanche. Yep. Tell me something that has been a weak spot that the Flyers might be able to exploit. Well, the weak spot is now, because of all the injuries, their depth. When healthy, that depth is fantastic. I think they can match anyone line for line all the way down. But when you get into their fourth line now, you're talking about guys like TJ Tynan or Logan O'Connor. And I'm sure most Flyers fans are saying, we have no idea who those players are. And that's exactly (laughs) my point, is that they are... In reality, probably NHL tweener players at best. Mm. So if you can get your matchups, you can find a little bit of an opportunity against those lower end players. The abs can be exploited that way a little bit. That and if you forecheck the abs hard, their breakout will collapse at times. It's a big issue that they need to solve. Oh, interesting. Okay. That I did not know. Um so, yeah, I wanted to talk a little a little bit more about things like that. Um, who do you see? Well, no, the top line is who Couturier should go against. I'm talking this out in my brain. That was an obvious answer. <laughs> um, give me somebody who has impressed you that we might not know about. A fly under the radar kind of guy whose name we might not know. Ooh, well, I mean, Val Nachushkin has found his game, which is incredible. Uh, he went from not scoring for 92 straight games to five goals in his last nine. So he has broken out over the immediate past, but most people generally know about him and know his story. Someone less mm-hmm. expected on the defensive side, Ryan Graves for the Avs is, is a 24, 25-year-old player at this point, he was a trade piece acquired by the Avs in a, a prospect swap, change of scenery style deal. And there were a lot of questions on whether he would ever be an NHLer. And this year, not only has he proven he deserves a permanent spot on the roster, he has been able to produce consistently and fill in with these injuries for the Avs. McCarr is out. Eric Johnson, one of their veteran defensemen, is out. He's stepped up into their top four and been effective. Anybody on the Flyers you're looking forward to seeing in this game? Well, it's always fun to watch the likes of Couturier Giroux. And now you guys have Konechny, who's having quite the breakout year as well. So He is hurt, I'm sorry to tell you. Oh, he's hurt. Great. So it'll be yeah. the injury bowl for both of us. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, always love your, your depth down the middle. Really, 
enjoy watching Shane Goss despair as well, but I don't know. I heard a lot of up and down about him and, and sticking around in Philadelphia over the off season. So, yeah, yeah, he was, he had a rough start, but the last uh, three or four games, he seems to be coming on. So hopefully he'll give you a bit of a show in this game. I wouldn't hate it. That's for sure. <laughs> How is our old pal uh, Pierre Edouard Belmar doing? Pebbles has been great. He's been amazing. He started out. He's one of the players that's going to regress offensively. He was shooting about 50% through the first 15 games of the season. So wow. he just, yeah, <laughs> he couldn't miss for a while there. And the offense obviously is cooling down for him, but he is exactly as billed as that defensive fourth line center that just can shut players down and be a workhorse on the PK. So final thing I'll ask you as always is for a prediction for how you think this game's going to end. Ooh, well, I do predictions sometimes in my regular job, and I have been way off on most of them this year. I'm never so. right. It's the best. Never, <laughs> ever right. Still keep making them. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think the Flyers can hang with the Avs top line. I think they I think they go off in this one, especially yeah. after the loss to Calgary. I think it'll be 5-2 uh, sounds about right. 5-2. That's a big one. So I, too worry that the Flyers cannot hang with the Colorado Avalanche, especially given that um, with Konechny out, Elaine Vigneault has decided to do crazy things like put Tyler Pitlick on the top line. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think that that is probably not going to work as well as we expect it to. Um, <laughs> do you I, expect it to work that well? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I kind of feel like at some point the lines are just going to go into a blender in this game, which is always great when you're playing top end talent like the avalanche have. Um, yeah. So I kind of feel like this is in my mind, a little bit of a scheduled loss for the flyers. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to go as hard as you did, but I will say, I'm going to say three to one, three to one. Abs. Okay. I, I like that score as well. Not terrible. A respectable loss to a very good team. I'll take it. It's not so bad. I, I, got, yeah, I don't know. You never know with the Evs, too. You know, if the goalies yeah. just decide not to show up, it could get crazy. How have they been so far this season? Pretty good. Grubauer has been good enough, I would say. Not fantastic. A little bit below league average, but this team's scoring ability has done enough yeah. that that works. Yeah, I feel like with a, a team like that up front, you really only need average goaltending, and you're going to be just fine. So, Pretty much. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, so, Nathan, thank you again for hanging out with us. This was really great. And again, you can find Nathan at DNVR Sports. Yeah. com, right? That's the one. You got it. Thanks for having me. Kind of a yearly thing for us now, I guess. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're my go-to apps person now. It's great. It's cool that I can be that for someone. It's new territory for me. <laughs> yeah, so look for me to bug you again in like a couple of months or whenever we play the Avs again. I haven't looked. But yeah, thank you so much. This was great. We learned a little bit about the Avalanche. If you want to learn more, head on over to Nathan's site and watch his videos. He's very, very knowledgeable with the Avs. So if you want to learn something about them, he's the guy to go to. So Nathan, thanks again. Everybody enjoy the game. It's at 930 in Philadelphia tonight, Wednesday. Go Flyers.